0: so good to be here and to worship with you as we begin a new year. It's our prayer, it's a good year. And so let us go to the Lord and and bring all that's on our heart this morning. Father God, we give you thanks and glory, not only for a new year and the hope that comes with that, but also, Lord, we ask you to just be with those that are going through difficult times and From the last year and all that has happened, may we find peace knowing that you walk with us and talk with us along the way and that you're faithful no matter what. We thank you, Lord, that we can come together, whether online or in person, and to come and worship together. We thank you for the hymns you've given us and the choruses that stay on our hearts each and every day so that we can find your song and keep singing. We ask you, Lord, to be our light in the year ahead. We ask you, Lord, to show us how we should go. And Lord, help us also to give, us, give you our lives and so that we know that we're in the best of care. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share the message you've placed on my heart. And thank you for the opportunity to work alongside Pastor Doug and, and his family here at Wayne Presbyterian. We give you thanks and glory today and always. Amen. My question this morning to you is how many of us have had and made a new year's resolution only to fail to keep it within a week or two. If you were here today, I'd be asking you to raise your hand. But sadly, we have found that we make these wonderful resolutions right there on December 31st, and what happens? Probably by January 3rd, we're already starting to see that they're not coming true. Years ago, I used to gather with a wonderful group of friends on New Year's Eve every year, and we had what they called a resolution jar. And what we would do right before midnight is we would open this jar. We had sealed it from the year before, and we would open it together to see what happened with the resolution that we made. And what we found over the years is that some of the resolutions, as we read them, we had one person that read them all. We would laugh over them. Sometimes we'd cry over them. But for the most part, we realized our resolution was never met. They had the typical resolutions. What are those you know? Lose weight exercise more, eat less sugar. This was at a party where we had mostly sugar, by the way. Drink less caffeine, spend less time at work, and spend more time with family. And the list went on and on and on. Yet for some reason, we continued to keep up writing our resolution, knowing that probably most of them would never come true. So several years ago, I decided to stop making resolutions, for I discovered something much more valuable, and that was that each day was a new beginning, not just December 31st going into January 1st, but each day we could start again. We could erase those mistakes of our past. We could build and rebuild relationships, and yes, we could grow closer to our Lord. Of course, that included losing weight, exercising, eating properly, but they could start right now, today, not just on January 1st. There is something that resonates in our minds and hearts, isn't there, when we hear the word new beginnings. Perhaps the word is thank God, because we want to put aside all that has happened that we just don't want to recall or go through again. We don't want to experience the hurts or the fears or dwell even on the unknown. I would imagine most of you here that are watching have seen the musical or the movie Annie. Now, if you remember Annie, she was a determined little red-head little girl, who definitely experienced what they called a hard-knock life. And she and the others lived in an orphanage, and they were directed by a mean woman called Miss Hannigan, who certainly made life difficult. And yet through it all, Annie was determined to not only protect herself, but also the other girls in the orphanage. And eventually, she was asked to go to Mr. Warbuck's home for Christmas. And he was known to be very wealthy, and so she and her dog, Sandy, were allowed to go there and experience wonderful Christmas. Now, like all movies, especially Hallmark, as you all know, there definitely was a happy ever after. And it sounds great, doesn't it, that you look at the Miss Hannigan, and Daddy Warbucks, and you think, oh, this is life. But, you know, that isn't the real life that all of us encounter. Yet her attitude was always of, the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar there'll be sun. And she was constantly looking for the new beginning, that wonderful, wonderful opportunity to see something good instead of kind of looking at the negative Six years ago, my father passed away, and he was quite ill near the end, but although he was he's not here today, he still encourages me and from looking at the bright side, not the negative side. He always looked at looking for a new beginning, a positive outlook to life. In fact, he had a sense of humor that sometimes got on my nerves, to be really honest, but What he did every day when he was in the car and it was cloudy out, he put on these sunglasses. And they were a special pair of sunglasses that made everything look sunny when you put them on. And he said, I wear them so that when I go into the world, even if it's raining, even if it's cloudy, I believe the sun is still shining. And that was the way his attitude was in life. Jane, always look for the positive. Don't look for the negative. And as I'm writing this, I started to wonder if maybe that was what Mary and Joseph were looking for too. They were looking for new beginnings. I wonder though if they were convinced 100% that the sun would come out tomorrow, S-O-N, after delivering Jesus in a stable. I wonder if Ruth really believed then that staying with her mother-in-law, Naomi, that God would prevail and tomorrow would be a better day. I wonder if Queen Esther knew without a shadow of a doubt that God would lead her and her people as she went to her husband, the king, to grant mercy on the Jews. And I wonder if even Joseph wondered when he went through all the challenges and values of his life. I wonder if he was wondering, will I see my father again? Will I see my brother Benjamin again? After even being sold into slavery. And that Easter would come again as promised many years later, as written in Isaiah. So I wonder even in their human Part of their life, if they were wondering, just like sometimes we wonder, will the sun come out tomorrow? Will there be a better day? Now, surely Mary and Joseph brought the best new beginning that Christmas morning, didn't they? That Ruth continued the genealogy of Jesus by staying with Naomi. And Esther was used to save her people. And Joseph went through so many challenges so that they could save all people from the famine. And above all, the first Christmas morning was then a new beginning years later for us all. How many this morning hope for new beginnings, seeking his joy, his love, his peace, today and always? I know I do, and I would imagine if we were all gathered here this morning We would all raise our hands and sing like our dear Annie, the sun will come out tomorrow. But no, our sun is Jesus Christ who continues to shine. It's been a long, a long year and three quarters for most of us without considering the other normal challenges that we have gone through in life, hasn't it? Many would say during these months, They have experienced a hard-knock life in one way or another. Many have lost loved ones, jobs, relationships, homes. Oh, they miss the hugs and the kisses. And they even have felt the negative impact of the Miss Hannigans in the life. But today, friends, and every day going forward, I want to encourage you to know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is alive and well. And he gives us the opportunity for new beginnings each and every day. In fact, I want to share with you today an important scripture from Lamentation that I want you to write down. I want you to read it each and every day. In fact, put it on sticky notes through your house as an encouragement that no matter what, great is thy faithfulness. So I'm going to read it to you once, and then I want you to then write it down. And if you have a pen right now, or, you know, write it right away. Otherwise, run for a minute and go get that pen, because I want you to really keep this in your heart as an encouragement. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Let's read it again. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Never. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. For great is your faithfulness. Do you believe that? The word never, never ceases, never comes to an end. You believe that today. But what does that say to each of us as we go forward in 2022? Again, that his love will never cease, no matter what we go through. His mercies will never end we will be forgiven over and over again and promise you, we will make mistakes. And that every morning as we get up out and we put our feet on the ground, he will be faithful no matter where he takes us in that day. We get new beginnings, friends, because Jesus came to us in a manger and then he traveled to the cross so we could have the hope the compassion, the forgiveness, love, and we could then live eternally with Jesus. But what can we do right now, starting today and every day, in spite of the hard knock life that we might be going through or the Miss in our life, or even the times that we don't sense the sun will come out tomorrow? So today I want to give you just one word, one word to carry in 2022 with the hope that when we place our feet on the ground each morning or lie down in bed at night, we have a chance to begin and begin again and again and again. The word is calm, C-A-L-M, calm, Now, when you think of calm, even if you hear the word calm, my guess is that you feel a sense of peace just for a few moments, even if the world comes around you after that. My guess is that you feel less stressful when you hear that word calm. Or perhaps you even think about sitting on a beach, which is one of my things, and just sitting there listening to the waves coming in and out. Calm. That's my wish for each of you this year and for myself to sense calm, to sense His calmness. And so I want you to remember the word even a little bit more by giving you one thing that goes with each of those letters this morning. So you can remember it and you can know that you can take it with you. The first is the C. And that represents Christ. That represents Christ, friends. Although we attempt to do life alone, more often than when we ask the Lord to be part of it, without Christ as our center, we're lost. We really are lost. But do we take time with Jesus each and every day and place him as the center? Christ as the center. Of our life each and every day now if you know anything about me or you've met me and you were to look in scripture at the life of Martha and Mary you would know right away I'm Martha I am Martha through and through friends if you were coming to my house or if I heard Jesus was coming to my house I would be cleaning I would be preparing I'd be making sure that every little thing was just right. Now, you know, also, if you know me, I don't like to cook. So, of course, I'd be putting my order in for whatever we're going to eat that night. And Jesus may get pizza. He may get soup or sandwich or even my favorite chicken gala. But the one thing I'd be sure that Jesus could eat on my floor, he could eat right off my floor. Now, I'm not saying that that's not a good thing to be ready for company or even if Jesus were coming. But over the pandemic, I learned more about the need to not only be Martha, but to be Mary, that to not only serve for Jesus, but to be with Jesus. So important. And to find the calm in life, we need to balance the Martha and Mary in us. And we need to have that time with just Jesus to spend the time alone. And so the pandemic helped me to do that because I wasn't able to go into the homes and do ministry the way I had always done it. And so I allowed Jesus finally to spend time with me and I spend time with him. He was trying for so long to just have quiet time with me. And now I have that. And so I decided it was time to allow Jesus to be my center even more. And I'm in ministry, but sometimes all the hustle and bustle take us from really being with Jesus. And so I encourage you that as we go into 2022, put Christ as your center. Put Christ as your center. Spend time with him each and every day. It can be any time. He loves to hang out with you in the car. He loves to hang out with you in your house. He loves even at work when things are getting frustrating to just sit still for five minutes and say, Jesus, we need to talk. Spend time and put him as your center. The A for calm then is attitude. With all the changes and differences around, we're becoming more like Miss Hannigan without even realizing that our attitude is becoming detrimental for others around us. Can others see Jesus working in us or are others trying to avoid us because of our constant complaining, criticizing, and sometimes our superior actions and reactions? Are people hiding from us because they don't see Jesus? They see Miss Hannigan. If we want 2022 to be different, it has to start with us and our attitude on how we go into this world this year. I had an experience once when I was a youth pastor years ago, years ago, friends. This little girl came into the church, and she was so excited to come in. And every Sunday morning, she would run to me, and she'd be so, so excited to see me. And her mother would tell me how she'd get up early on Sunday morning. She just couldn't wait to come to church. And she always was enthusiastic and she would say, I love coming to Jesus's house. And every Sunday she'd run in, she didn't want to miss. She'd hug me a hundred times and tell me how much she loved me. One Sunday though, I received the greatest compliment I would ever receive in my life from this little girl. As usual, she came running into the church. She ran to me. She put her arms around me with the biggest hug, and she said these words, Oh, I love you, Jesus. I turned to her and said, I'm not Jesus. She said, You're Jesus. She had interpreted that Jesus' house was my house and that I was Jesus. Now talk about the highest honor. Now, of course, I don't deserve it, but she looked at me as I was Jesus, and she saw Jesus through me. And it changed me. It made me realize that no matter what's going on, I have to be careful that these little children that come into the church or come into my life or my grandchildren, I've got to react and let them know how much they're loved and that they see Jesus working in me. And I have to tell you, friends, I was never the same after that. If you're going to remain calm and experience new beginnings, friends, we need to be sure that our attitude is in line from that from above. Oh, we will fail. We will say things we shouldn't say. But we can turn that around right away. We can ask for forgiveness and we can change just each time. But we must take care of our attitude. The third is the L is for loving. But I'm sure you guessed that already. It's about loving. The greatest gift that the Lord has ever given us is his love. And he made us all unique and different. Can you imagine a world where we were all the same? Talk about boring. I wouldn't want to be walking that world. Yet sometimes it's very difficult to walk the world when we are very different. But when we are different, sometimes it does cause division, hurt, fear. One side of our mouth may say, we love you. And the other side says, "Mm, you know, maybe we love you, but we're kind of annoyed at you at the same time. Jesus welcomed all people, all differences, all challenges and all. doesn't matter every person is welcome into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So to experience being calm, friends, we must love as Jesus loved, as Christ loved us first. Unconditionally, I will love you if you do this, is not acceptable. Unconditionally, friends. It's not easy, but it's his example. And that is how we are to go into this world in 2022. Don't get caught up on what the world's doing or what somebody else believes. Love unconditionally. Let Jesus take care of the rest. So we have C for Christ, right? A for attitude and L for love. And the last one is so important, and that's the M. We need to move forward. Not backwards, but forward. Probably one of the greatest challenges that we'll have as individuals, as families, as a community, as a world, to move forward, seeking new beginnings, letting go of the past mistakes, letting go of the past hurts, failures, and yes, sometimes even our lack of faith that God will prevail. What do do they say? We've got to let go of the ghosts of Christmas past. And we have to not let them haunt us, but let us go forward. Friends, we tend to be extremely hard on ourselves. Out of anybody else, we're hardest on ourselves. And in fact, we have the most difficulty in forgiving ourselves. Yet, that's what hinders us from moving forward. That's what hinders us from finding that calm that comes from Jesus Christ. Don't dwell on the past. Take care of the past. Say your forgiveness, but move on, friends. And don't rehash it. Don't tell everybody the same story a hundred times. Give it to Jesus. Let it go. Oh, we would all love to have no mistakes and be perfect, but guess what? There was only one person that had that gift, and that was Jesus. So are there mistakes that are weighing heavy on your heart that you're carrying from 2021 or even before and you haven't forgiven yourself? The time is today to let it go. Spend time with Jesus and let it go. Sometimes I have what they call a God box. I put everything into the God box. My mistakes, I give it to Jesus. I ask for forgiveness. I put it on a piece of paper, put the date, and I put it in my God box. I've never reopened those those pieces of paper. And by the way, my God box is quite large now. I put all my prayers in there when they're heavy on my heart. And I tell you, let it go. Give it to Jesus. In fact, there are hurts or mistakes that others have done for you, to you, and, and let them go. They're hurting you. They're not hurting anybody else. They're hurting you from going forward and finding his calm. I promise as you release them and I release them, and we lay them at the foot of the cross, we will sense his presence and begin once again. Move forward, friends. Let it go. Friends, every day we have the opportunity for a new beginning, not just on December 31st, but it will be up to each of us to find his calm his presence, his spirit in 2022. Yet we're reminded of that scripture again that speaks to us today and always to help us start over and over. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning for great is thy faithfulness. Let us together May Christ our center. Let us share the attitude and love from above. And let us put the past behind, always seeking his presence and his spirit. May God bless you in this year ahead. Give it all to him. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we give you thanks for new beginnings. Oh, thank you, Lord, that we can have new beginnings each and every day. We thank you that you love us so much that you went ahead of us and made a way for us from the cradle to the cross. And we ask you, Lord, now to help us center our life on you, to put the past behind, to have an attitude like you, and to give love unto Conditionally to all those we meet along our way, we ask you especially to bless this year, church and the churches all around us, Lord, that they'll be able to shine your light in your name, now and forevermore. Amen.